Hi, I'm Haley. I've been a nutritionist for over 10 years and I saw firsthand how the diet industry works, but mostly doesn't work to help you lose weight. Then I found myself 20 pounds overweight and realized the weight loss struggle has nothing to do with what you eat, but why you eat. So I went on a mission to explore the brain and its role in weight loss. And now I help my clients lose 30 pounds in 90 days by wiring their brain to weight less. On this show, you are going to learn how to wire your brain to lose weight so that you never have to diet, restrict, deprive, or willpower again. Hello, hello. Welcome back. Well, I'm telling myself, welcome back. I haven't done a podcast recording in a couple of months. The last one I did was right before my due date. And I'm recording this on maternity leave. I have my baby now. And we're all healthy and safe. And if you watch this, so if you're listening to the podcast, I also post the videos on my YouTube page. And so if you're watching this, I am recording this from bed. That is in fact my headboard behind me <laughs> and pillows next to me and my baby sleeping right next to me. <laughs> she fell asleep. I wanted to share this, um, this recording with you. So I'm just popping in. This is not super high tech. Um, and hopefully my baby doesn't wake up in the middle of this. <laughs> I actually recorded this before and she woke up and was like making tons of noise. So fingers crossed, I'm going to try to get this done <laughs> before she wakes up. So if you follow me on Instagram, I am sharing everything I'm doing to lose the baby weight there. So these are some of the things what I'm going to be sharing on today's podcast are some of the things that I've been really focusing on to lose the baby weight. P.S. If you want to lose the baby weight with me, go follow me on Instagram. I'm doing everything in my stories, a lot of posts as well, but you can follow along there. You can join me. I have, uh, you can download the, basically the guideline, the weight loss guide that I'm using to lose the weight and you can do it along with me, fill out your own guide and lose the weight with me. We're having fun. <laughs> so it's super valuable. Everyone who has downloaded the guide has reached out and said like, it's been really helpful, really gives them a solid place to focus. And that's what this podcast today is all about. So today I'm sharing six things that I did to lose four pounds, a little over four pounds in one week on my postpartum weight loss journey. And so let's just dive right in. Oh, I'll mention if you want to follow me on Instagram and join along, my Instagram is my first name, Haley, H-A-Y-L-E-Y underscore Sohn, S-O-H-N on Instagram. Okay. So, and oh my God. <laughs> let's get it together, Haley. The weight loss guide that I just mentioned is in my, in the link in my bio on Instagram. So you can download it there. It's a really long link. Otherwise I would tell you it here. I would just say, go to my Instagram page and download it there. It's going to be a lot faster. Okay. So first things first that I focused on to lose four pounds in one week is my brain, not a diet, 
Oh my gosh. So that's where that weight loss plan really comes in handy because that guide is focused on your brain and teaching you tools, giving you tools, daily tools to bring it all back to your brain and not focus on the diet, your diet. What, how, how many meals are you going to have today? And are you eating bananas or not? Are you keto? Are you paleo? All the things that we get so wrapped up in and so confused on that we forget if we just take it back up to our brain and our mindset, we can really shift things very quickly. So I am focused 100% on my brain and a lot less on following any type of diet to lose the weight. Second thing, really cutting out emotional eating. And I think kind of the secondary piece of this is looking at the habits that I built in while I was pregnant and do I want to continue with those? So emotional eating is, you know, when I'm having like a really stressful day with the baby, um, I've been experiencing some postpartum anxiety, not anything crazy, but just a little bit. It's just your hormones are so crazy. So I've had a little bit of postpartum anxiety, some stressful days. And when that pops up, I just notice that my brain jumps to, you know, what's going to fix this is a snack. And then my brain goes to work to sell me on eating that snack. And we experience this, all of my clients experience this in many different ways throughout the day that, you know, their boss is really stressful. They have a stressful work life and they're using food to escape from that stress, to manage that stress. So this can pop up in so many different ways. But what I just do is really try to focus on what is my brain telling me in those situations? Where is that emotion in my body, that anxiety or that stress? So I can just resolve that emotion on its own without using food. And hearing whatever your brain is telling you in those times when it starts to try and sell you to eat that food is really important too. You want to know what it's telling you because then you can more easily hear it when it starts to tell you that the next time. The more we practice listening to what our brain is spitting out, the better we get at intercepting it, the better we get at not just knee-jerk reacting and eating when it starts telling us that, we can just say, okay, I hear you. You know, I have the confidence to resolve this without eating. And no matter how hard you're selling me on that food, I know that I'm in control and I don't ever have to eat it. That's that's really the goal. That's a huge piece of the training that I work on with my clients is getting that confidence to deal with and manage your emotional eating. And then the other piece, looking at some of the habits that I built in when I was pregnant, um, you know, I was really, it's just so interesting. As soon as I got pregnant, I went from loving salty foods to really enjoying sweets a lot more than salty foods. Like all I wanted when I was pregnant was fruit. (laughs) I so much fruit. It was pretty incredible, but I also was, you know, allowing, just saying like, I'm going to have a piece of chocolate after dinner and not going to 
not going to tell myself that I'm going to have chocolate, you know, only on Fridays or like really plan it out. I still planned it out. What am I trying to say? Really limiting it. (laughs) I was like, I'm going to have chocolate every night. That's part of my plan. So kind of re-examining that now that I've had the baby, what habits do I want to keep or not keep now that I'm no longer pregnant? And that's one that I don't think necessarily serves me. I don't think it serves me to have a dessert every single night. I don't really want to have dessert every single night, but that part of my brain that was used to that is still telling me, let's just have some dessert tonight. It's no big deal. So I want to call that, bring that to the forefront and really um, be present with that when it starts to kick up. You know, it's dessert time. Let's go ahead and have it. And just remind myself, this: these are the reasons why I'm choosing not to have dessert every single night. I feel better. I sleep better. This is part of my postpartum weight loss journey. I'm really excited to lose the weight, to reconnect with my body in that way and move forward through that. So dessert is not going to be a part of my every single evening moving forward. That's not to say it can't be a part of yours. That is your choice. So those are the two things, cutting out emotional eating and really examining those habits that I built in during pregnancy. Number three, everyone might hate me for saying this one, but weighing in daily. Yes, I said it. The scale is simply a tool to help you see what's working and what isn't working. And that's both with what the foods that you're eating, but also the things that you're thinking about, the thoughts that you're thinking. And I talk about that a lot with my clients. We talk a lot about where is your mindset? What are you telling yourself that, you know, you have to cut out all these foods in order to lose weight and it's backfiring in the sense that you're going into guilt, shame, and regret every time you do eat one of those things or you're placing too much pressure on yourself and then you find yourself just like eating uncontrollably. You know, how is the how are the thoughts that you're thinking coming to fruition in your life, showing up in your results? Are you losing weight or are you not losing weight? And we have to be weighing in regularly in order to to see a lot of that. So that's the coaching, some of the coaching that I that I give my clients when it comes to the scale. I want everyone to be able to see the scale as just a neutral tool that provides us feedback and gives us a way of examining our results. So that we can move forward, we can lose weight faster, we can lose weight better. We don't hate a calculator because of we put in an equation and the number that it gives us. We all, I'm pretty sure, think of calculators as very neutral tools and the scale is the same. If you hate it right now, if you're upset that I'm telling you to weigh in every day, it's because of the things that you're thinking about the scale. The scale doesn't make you feel bad about yourself. You make you feel bad about yourself because of what you're thinking. So start thinking about the scale. This is a neutral tool. This is going to help me lose weight. 
um, knowing where I am is incredibly valuable so that I can do this better. I can lose weight better. I can lose weight faster. I can get to where I want to be quicker. So weighing in daily, very helpful, very important to get your mindset right on that. Number four, fourth thing I've done to lose um, four pounds in a week is reflecting on my failures and my successes. Each of these are learning opportunities. Neither one is good or bad. They're simply telling us this is, they're simply showing us this is what I want to practice more of. And this is what I don't want to practice more of. Where we do this uh, elsewhere in our life is when we're learning something like a new sport, a new career, an instrument. We usually have some sort of like coach or teacher in those situations that's saying, okay, this is what you did wrong or that didn't produce the result that you wanted in this situation. And so now that I'm telling you this, you know what that is and you know not to continue to practice that. And this is what is getting you the result of, I, let's just take it to, to the analogy that I use all the time. I, I played tennis, I coach tennis. So as like any tennis coach, if I miss a ball, they're going to say, okay, this is why you missed the ball. You swung your racket like this, your grip was wrong, blah, blah, blah. That's why you missed it. So in order to hit it properly, this is how you're going to hold your racket. This is the footwork that you're going to use and you're going to really nail it and hit a great shot. We take that and we apply to weight loss. Is the scale going down? Yes. Okay. This is what is working. This is what's causing that. That's what you want to focus on. That's what you want to continue to do. Is the scale not going down? Okay. This is what's causing that. That's what you're doing. And that's what we don't want to continue to do. Now that you're aware of it, you can choose not to practice that anymore. And I, that's so, so important. It's such a beautifully neutral way of looking at what you're doing. And weight loss, we tend to get so judgy on ourselves. We beat ourselves up for what any failure we have that scale goes up two ounces and we freak out and start blaming ourselves. And really what that does is it spirals us out of control and gets us back into this place where we're not losing weight. <laughs> we're not being productive. And the scale going up doesn't mean anything's gone wrong. It means that we have data there and an opportunity to learn and an opportunity to see what we're doing that isn't causing the scale to go down so we know what we don't want to practice anymore when when you use this sports analogy or an instrument analogy you can see so clearly that this is how the brain learns this is a really productive way to get really good at something very quickly and we want to do the same thing with the brain okay so I do that all of the time. I'm constantly looking at, okay, so last night I ate the dessert, even though I said I wasn't going to, why did I do that? What happened in that situation? And what do I want to do differently next time? How do I want to handle that next time? And that's all we're doing. Okay. 
Number five, listen to my body. Okay. We get so wrapped up in all of these different diets that are out there, all these different diet options. We get so confused. It is really confusing. I used to get confused and I'm a nutritionist. I have a degree in this. (laughs) It's ridiculous. There's so much information out there uh, about what you should and shouldn't be eating to lose weight. The most simple and clear way to know what you should and shouldn't be eating in order to lose weight is to ask your body what's working. I'm telling you, the only reason that you haven't done this before is because you just have been tuned out of your body. It doesn't mean that your body stops sending you signals. It is. It's talking to you all of the time. It's giving you a ton of feedback. We're just not used to listening to it. We're used to overriding it with someone else's advice. Like it doesn't matter what my body's telling me. So-and-so said that this is what's going to work. So I'm going to do that. We get focused on these external things and we stop listening internally, taking it back to your body. It's telling you, it's telling you with hunger. It's telling you with satiety. It's telling you with how your digestion is feeling, how energized you feel, how lethargic you feel, how focused you feel. All of those things are feedback that have to do with your, what you're putting into your body and how much and what is actually going to work for you. So taking it back to that, taking it back to you. This is why I don't prescribe diets as a nutritionist, because how could I know what's going to work best for you? How could I possibly know? I know it works for me. I know what I learned in, in nutrition school that someone decided was the best thing. But that doesn't mean I know what's best for you. So all of my clients, when they work with me, I, I say, we're going to figure out what's best for you, but you're the one that's going to figure that out. Your weight loss plan is really based on what's going to work for you. And that's not just with the foods that are going to help you lose weight. That's also with the indulgences that you want to have deciding like, these are the ones that I really love. And these are the ones that I've been eating, but I don't actually enjoy that much. So there's an opportunity there too, to think about like, what are the, the indulgences that I want to have in my life that I really enjoy? I'm never going to cut these out. Yes. They don't help me lose weight. Yes. They don't help me feel my best, but I like them. And so I'm going to keep them. And here's the other ones that are indulgences. And I just, I have no interest in them for me. Like I could never eat fast food again. And I would not care for some, they love, you know, I don't know, a cheeseburger from the drive-thru and that's like their thing. I would, that's not on my list. My aunt's spinach artichoke dip with some good tortilla chips is high on my list of indulgences that I want to have. Other people don't like it. So that's where I'm saying like, there's these, the things that, that you love that serve you to lose weight and the things that you love that don't serve you to lose weight. And we get to choose both of those, but listening to your body, so important for weight loss, just tapping in. It's giving you all the feedback that you need in order to be at your ideal weight. It's telling you right now. And number six, 
stop beating myself up for not being perfect. I have not, I was not perfect in those, in this week when I lost four pounds, I was not perfect. I didn't a hundred percent follow my plan. I definitely had more indulgences than I had planned for. Um, I'm trying to remember specifics, but your brain's always going to be looking for opportunities to tell you that you did it wrong and you're not good enough. And beating yourself up does not equal weight loss. It doesn't get you where you want to go. So letting that seep in is going to keep you stuck. And I was just really in tune with when my brain was offering up those thoughts because I want to redirect it. I definitely don't want to go down that path. So being aware of what your brain is telling you around when you weren't perfect or when you ate something that you didn't plan to, how, how are you going to redirect it and make that something productive? And that kind of goes back to what was it? Number four, three, four, number four, successes and failures. Like each failure is an opportunity to learn. So finding the opportunity to learn in there, the failure isn't your shameful. And that was so gross. And I can't believe you ate that. And I, you know, never want to do that again. That's not a productive way to look at a failure. Productive way is, okay, this is what happened. This is why I ate that in the moment. And this is what I'm going to do next time. This is my plan of action for next time. That's how we look at when we ate something. That's how we frame things when we ate something we didn't want to eat or we didn't plan to eat. We don't beat ourselves up for it. It's not helpful. Although your brain will definitely be probably taking you there. You figure out how you're going to move forward with that data and make that something, make that a learning experience. So, and also when we, I'm just going to mention this, when we go into that beating ourselves up, blaming ourselves, we can get into this GSR spiral cycle that I talk about a lot here where we're, we're beating ourselves up and that feels so bad. We go and eat something so we don't have to feel how bad we feel. And then we beat ourselves up again for eating the things. We get into the cycle where we're stuck for a long time. And then the other thing that can happen when we beat ourselves up is just we'll go on this crash restriction diet. And what I hear a lot from people is like, I don't want to be on that restrictive diet forever. And in order to get out of that, you have to stop beating yourself up. That's our knee-jerk reaction to air quotes fixing something that we ate that we didn't want to eat is to cut out everything and go on a crash restriction diet. And it's not useful. It doesn't help. The best thing you can do if you ate something you didn't plan to eat is let your body reset. So take a pause, give yourself a moment, let your body reset and then move forward. It's not with this crash restriction. There's a huge difference in those two things. So that is it. Those are the six things that allowed me to lose four pounds in a, a week, a little over four pounds in a week. 
and they're incredibly effective and useful. None of these things require dieting, restriction, or willpower. They just require you to use your brain in the way that it was meant to be used. All humans have this incredible ability to plan, to set goals, and look into the future. We want to tap into that to help you lose weight. And it's totally 100% possible. Diets don't do that for you. But planning and using the tools that I'm providing here and the tools that are in that weight loss guide that I, that I talked about do. That allows you to tap into that part of your brain and use your brain in the way that it was meant to be used. It's incredibly powerful and it's great for weight loss. So if again, if you want to follow along with me and join in my journey, you can go to my Instagram page. It's my first name, Haley, H-A-Y-L-E-Y underscore Sohn, S-O-H-N. And you can follow along in my stories and on my page. And then the weight loss guide is in the link in my bio there. You can download that and follow along with me. And I'd love to see you there. Also, send me a DM. If you're a podcast listener and you come to my Instagram page, please send me a message. I always love connecting with you guys and hearing from you um, and seeing if there's other, you know, help that I can offer you. I'm always coaching in my messages there. So do not hesitate to reach out and chat with me. All right. It's been so fun being back with you guys. I'll see you on the next episode. Bye.